0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, where your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, educate you on anything and everything related to our Second Amendment right. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments and to learn how to become a guest or sponsor of the show. Now here comes Hour 2 of Gun Sports Radio, and your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Michael.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. By the way, you can download the free KCBQ app anytime you like. Listen to us anywhere on the planet, including iHeartRadio. Then, and, and of course, we podcast our shows at Gun Sports Radio. We do it all. Hey, this uh, hour is brought to you by our good friends at Cali Key. Uh, they are amazing. Drop in a Cali Key into any AR-15, AR-10 to instantly make it California compliant. For more information, check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Self-defense emergencies can happen to anyone while you protect your family and property. U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. What's your plan after you defend yourself or your family? You get U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at U.S.LawShield.com. That's U.S.LawShield.com. This segment is brought to you by the good folks at San Diego County Gun Owners, www.sdcgo.org. Uh, you can join today and make your voice heard. Uh, our very, very special guest, the covert blogger, Joe Dromisi. And he's going to keep a story rolling of a gentleman by the name of Colonel Jeff Cooper. It's his centennial.
2: It's okay. I guess I'm, I'm out in the open now, though. All right? You're out in the open, <laughs> Dudesky. So, um, yeah, this week uh, I ended up writing the article about, um, about Colonel Cooper. Uh, for those of you that listened last week, uh, we had Ken Campbell on here. Ken's the uh, CEO of Gunsight Academy out in Paulden, uh, Arizona. And uh, Gunsight Academy was founded by, um, by Colonel Cooper. And uh, we had uh, Ken talking about him a little bit because Ken worked for him and he, um, and he was uh, friends, you know, personal friends with the family. Uh, and gave us a real good perspective on that stuff and i linked to the interview um in my article this week uh we linked to uh to ken's interview so if you didn't hear it last week uh check that out as well but um i was telling ken last week i I said "Ah, i was going to write an article and i I thought ah, we'll get you in here and have you talk about it and he said no you should write the article anyway so i was thinking about that and i think and i decided yeah you know you're right because um the whole reason I write these articles and this is, um, up to 112. Now that was the 112th article now on our uh, website. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. And, um, the whole, a big part of the reason I do this or the main reason I do this is to try to put out information to try to help people, um, you know, expose people to other to information. Basically, uh, the hope is that, you know, I'll write about something and that'll pique your interest and you'll pursue it a little bit further and maybe learn something and uh, do something with it. So, um, you know, Colonel Cooper is is one of the, and this seems to be the, like the legends uh, month or something on the yeah, station, really. uh, having having uh, Masad Ayyub on here and then uh, then going into Colonel Cooper. Uh, Colonel Cooper would have been 100 years old this month. Um, so it's kind of his centennial. So there's people doing things about that. And um, he's so, he was such a fascinating man and he's so important to the firearms community. He's done so much that, um, you know, I thought it was important to write about it a little bit and, uh, you know, try to turn some people on to it. And, um, you know, we uh, we were talking last week about one of the big things he's known as as the, um, the father, I guess, of the uh, modern technique for uh, defensive pistol. And um, Ken was talking about this last week, you know, how it was before then, if you can imagine, um, with your firearms, you know, people were learning to shoot. Basically, it was one-handed, and you were bladed off with your... Uh, you're firing hand out forward and shooting that way and it was colonel cooper that developed the the two-handed stance and the grip and all that stuff that's um really the basis for uh, most schools today when they teach that kind of thing and um so that's what um we were talking about and that was just one of the things um he's done and he founded uh, Gunsight, uh What was it 30 years or so ago uh, actually it was longer than that it was in 77 i think is when he founded that and um, they've been training and, and teaching that stuff. And Gunsight was the, uh, the first school to start training civilians, which, um, you know, just wasn't done back before that. So he's really made a big contribution, but uh, a very um, interesting guy. One of the other things that um, I didn't realize actually until uh, recently, I think I'd heard this before, but it occurred to me um, as I was writing the other day that, uh, you know, he was one of the originators of competitive uh, handgun shooting. He was the, uh, the first world president of IPSAC, the, uh, the um, International Practical Shooting uh, Confederation, which from that grew out USPSA, IDPA, all the other competitive uh, organizations we have nowadays. You know, he was the one that brought that basically to everybody. So um, he's done quite a bit. And um, some other things, just looking at that, um, I'd mentioned another article written by a friend of mine, another shooting buddy named Kevin Cox. Um, Kevin's an old television guy and a journalist, and he had the opportunity to interview uh, Colonel Cooper years ago. And um, he actually uh, was relating the story, and uh, and he wrote up the story, and it was um, it was just published recently in uh, American Rifleman magazine, and I linked to that as well in the article. And um, he got the opportunity to ask a dumb question to Colonel Cooper, and he got a, a classic response to it, and. Um, and during the interview, and um, if you look up the, um, I believe you could find the video of this if you search hard enough for it, um, but he's got uh, Colonel Cooper on video, and he'd asked um, Colonel Cooper what his personal philosophy was on um, on self defense, and he said Colonel Cooper looked at him, and you could see this in the video, and he didn't say anything for a few seconds, and then he came out and he said, I don't understand your question he said can you tell me an impersonal philosophy on uh, (laughs) self-defense so um you know an interesting story but um kevin's article gives a good perspective of that kind of stuff too so um you know i wanted to share that um i also suggested a couple of books um cooper among other things was a big um author and um one of the books if you're looking to uh, learn a lot about him and really get a feel for his philosophy and his life and all the things he's done um he has a, uh, one book out that was um, to, uh, what is it, to ride, to shoot straight and tell the truth. And that pretty much sums it up for him. But um, just a fascinating book about uh, all the things he's done and um, just his philosophy on life, on firearms, on the gun community. Uh, just a really uh, great book. Another one of his that I've read um, was The Seven Principles of Self-Defense. And um, if you take a look at that book, it's a thin, uh, little, almost kind of a manual kind of book. Um, but he talks about his basic self-defense principles, a uh, really useful book, really great information. So I, I encourage people to check those things out and um, just really uh, some good stuff there. So excited decided to write about that.
3: Yeah, he was a fascinating guy, truly. Uh,
2: just about everything
3: we do with a gun, <laughs> you know, the way we carry it, the way we shoot it, uh, the way we practice, what we're taught, uh, just about all of it came, came from him, frankly yeah and originated
2: it's, anyway and it's interesting yeah that people are still teaching you know for the most part his principles today um any of the schools you go with and the other thing too um, the other kind of point that i hope people get you know as we we try to get this information out to people is the uh the importance of taking uh training and classes and doing that kind of stuff regularly i mentioned the gunsight academy which is is one of the big ones but um, there's also, you know, Frontsight and Thunder Ranch and those schools where you go and you do a week long class and it's just um and, you know it should be it should be on everybody's bucket list is to to do some of those classes like that. Yeah. So um hopefully people will get that and um and take a look. Consider if that you're stuff.
1: gonna take a cruise, you need to take a class. Right? <laughs> Instead oh, yeah. of going out on a boat, take, go take one of those. There you go. I don't know, just sound like a good idea to me. All right. I uh, agree. So where can people find your blogs?
2: So, again, sdcgo.org. How so, often do you post? Um, every week I try to post on there. So, okay. uh, I think I missed last week, but then I did two the week before. So, every week is <laughs> a good You're ahead of the game.
1: game. All right. And, folks, don't forget, check out San Diego County Gun Owners. As little as $10 a month, you'd be definitely supporting a phenomenal cause. And it all stays right here in San Diego County. And it's to help you make decisions. There's a voter guide, which is just amazing uh michael and his team have really done all the venting and all the hard work to put that uh that list up and you can be extremely comfortable voting for that person that it's going to give you the representation that you're looking for yep
3: share the guide uh share joe's blogs yep, share all our content get people involved that's that's how we're gonna win send
1: us some money so we can keep
3: doing good work yeah just just be a member you get a pin and everything and a hat
1: yep all kinds of cool stuff all right, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to FN 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer.
0: Stay caught. There's more Gun Sports Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Back to Gun Sports Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Sports Radio Dave Stahl, Joe Termisi, and Michael Schwartz. On San Diego.
1: All right, folks, welcome back. FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, what's the solution for California assault weapon laws? No, leave the governor alone. The Cali Key. Calli Key converts any mill spec, direct impingement, AR platform, or a pattern rifle into a straight, pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. Drop in, no milling, no aesthetic modification, no turning off your gas system. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's dot com. This segment is sponsored by the good folks at U.S. Law Shield. U.S.LawShield.com. If you own any firearm, talk to the good folks at us law shield about what happens after the bang all right mike who you got for uh our next
3: guest our next guest is will nimmo he's running for the imperial beach city council and uh, recently earned himself a san diego county gun owners endorsement so i thought we'd have him on and uh, talk a little bit about who he is and what he's doing and his race and yeah. how we can help how you doing will
4: Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Hey,
1: Will. Before we get started, I just have to compliment you on Imperial Beach and what you guys have done to that city, what, in the last 10 years? That total revamping. I mean, that is definitely a jewel of a city, and I, I you guys deserve all the credit.
4: I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I love IB. I love what IB used to be, and I love what IB is today, and I think it's the, the reason that we want to keep IB... Unique is the same reason that I think you like IB. It's it's just it's unbeatable. It's yeah. Southern California in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, I was in a car event and we did a press event down there, and everybody said, "Where are we going? Where are we going?" until we got there and we said oh my gosh this thing was the best so i just had to throw that yeah, out yeah
4: try not to tell too many people we're trying to keep
1: it i know place. i knew you were going to say that yeah. anyway so it what actually, you got for us? it right?
3: actually i've been down there it actually kind of feels homey to me it feels oh it does it's like a little kind of beach a, community yeah it's a nice little, little small beach town, town beach community which i really yeah. like i grew up in florida in panama city and it kind of feels like Real. panama city did back in the 80s not anymore but yeah. back 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 in the olden days So So what What, what inspired you to uh, Tell us why you're running For city council
4: Well um, I'm running for city council In Primo Beach Because I love IB. Like I said uh, It's a unique little town With unique little people And it has just that Precious seaside feel you, you can't replicate And I feel like I'm prepared to keep it that way And a lot of people In the town Agree with me They want to keep it that way And My my campaign Is on a run On a platform of Fix what's broken That's, that's my ideal I want to pave alleyways. I want to restore our beach. Uh, I want to make the town attractive to families, uh, make the streets safer. Mm -hmm. I'm a constitutionalist, uh, but I'm also practical. I I think people have the right to protect themselves, obviously. Uh, I believe the government's role in our lives should be minimal, uh, but I also believe the people of Imperial Beach want to start focusing on what's immediately important uh, and just stop wasting money, and that's what we're seeing right now.
3: So what's immediately important? Like, what's a, what's a priority um, that uh, that you feel like if you, you know, get into office day one, what, what do you think a top priority is going to be?
4: You know, honestly, long term, I'm looking at public safety. Right now, the city of Imperial Beach only has two deputies on staff at any point in time. So let's say, let's say a deputy sheriff goes on a traffic stop and his partner in another car comes up to back him up. That's our entire city. And it's unpatrolled because of one traffic stop. I find that unacceptable, and the people that I talk to in the town agree with me. And I think we can pay a little more money for additional coverage for the sheriff's department. Uh, They do a great job as it is. Lieutenant Marquez, the IB Sheriff's substation, uh, phenomenal leader. Uh, He makes do with what he has, but I want to give him more tools.
1: What's the population of IB? Uh,
4: We are in the low dozen thousands. We have about 26,000 people in Imperial Beach. Okay. All right
3: yeah we it's uh you know it is a nice little town, but you're right there on the border um you know there's a lot of uh uh people going you know to and from coronado uh through imperial beach right so it's you have a lot of traffic so a couple of cops that's crazy i'm in alpine and i think we've got
1: like 10 or 12 sheriffs and we only got fifteen thousand people and we're not on any border
4: IB is fairly unique. We have, you know, we have an interesting, we have pretty low crime rates. I think that can be said about the entire country. I don't necessarily rely on those statistics to tell me right. that I should feel safe right. when I see crimes being committed down the street from my house. Yeah. So I, yeah. think, I think getting more deputy sheriffs there is important. I also think, you know what, I, I'm a firm believer that people should not be victims if they can't help it. I, that's why I believe in the Second Amendment. That's why I believe people should get their CCWs. Mm-hmm. I think people should be allowed to protect themselves in their homes and on the street. And that's just one way of doing it. And I, th- I support law enforcement wholeheartedly, and I think that would be a great direction to take. But you mentioned uh, Tijuana. You mentioned Mexico. Uh, that's another big issue we have uh, in Imperial Beach with the Mexican sewage issue. Uh, that's honestly on the predominantly the forefront of everybody's minds and IB when they ask, why are you running for city council? What can you do? The next question is about the Tijuana sewage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, it's a, it's a very convoluted, very complicated issue. Uh, that can't be surmised. It's an international issue, in my opinion, but we are wasting too much money on it. We have spent, I believe, in the past two years, roughly $25,000, uh, excuse me, not twenty-five, two $250,000 on a lobbying firm, uh, lobbying the Mexican government, essentially telling them what they already know, which is, hey, Imperial Beach doesn't like that you're dumping sewage into their water, please stop. I find that an exorbitant cost for yeah. something that's very obvious.
3: Well, he didn't you uh, didn't you guys just have a little bit of progress on on that? What did, did, do you know? What you know? What I'm talking about? The
4: yeah, the USMCA deal. So President Trump's uh, United States Mexico Canada agreement, uh, because it was approved, it allocated about 300 million dollars to local use for uh, border wall, border water, sewage issues. But uh, as you you guys and I both know. That just creates another government project yeah. that we need to oversee. Well, and, and you're,
3: more you know who's the mayor currently? The Dina, right? Dina. Yeah. Sure. And that guy almost blew the deal. Almost totally blew the deal. Um, you know, almost completely ruined it. Now, I understand that it's not going to solve every problem. But uh, it definitely uh, is a step in the right direction, and I, I know it's not just people in Imperial Beach that are worried about you know clean water. It comes right up the sure right up the coast, you know. But uh, you know your mayor almost blew it. We need good people on the city council. Your questionnaire, uh, just specifically on Second Amendment issues, was fantastic. Um, you didn't just answer the the uh, you know the one through five uh, questions. You actually put entire paragraphs on your support of the Second Amendment and how important it is to you. Now, how did you, uh, growing up or in your, you know, as an adult, how did you come to your views on on, on the importance of the Second Amendment?
4: Uh, well, my family, we're steeply rooted in American history. Uh, we've been here quite a long time. We have my great to the fourth, to the fifth grandfather's signing papers to the Union Army. I, we believe in America. We believe in the tenets that it was founded on, and my parents raised me with the idea that America is something special that we need to hold on to. And with that, the Constitution. The reason I'm a constitutionalist is because I hold that document dear to my heart, uh, and I believe in it. And that's that was a foundation that ultimately led me to grow and explore and voice my opinions with others. And I get a lot of affirmations, especially here in San Diego County, about the Second Amendment and how important it is to them. And the importance of not victimizing yourself, and I think that's what the Constitution really kind of boils down to, is it allows the average Joe to be anything he wants with you know certain protections in mind, God-granted rights that are inalienable from them by the government. And that's ultimately what the Second Amendment says, and I think that's what I said in my questionnaire.
3: If yeah, you, it, right. it is along those lines. Like I said, it was fantastic. Now I know you and I have uh, talked a, a couple of times, and you are a big fan of the changes in the CCW policy that allow people to get CCWs and carry for for protection. And and, and I know you think that's fantastic. What about an issue like assault weapons? Um, there's a you know so-called assault weapons, right? There's California has a ban on semi-automatic, uh, most semi-automatic weapons. Um, and they call it the assault weapons ban. What are your thoughts on that?
4: Uh, a, a lot of a lot of social media is a knee-jerk emotional reaction, as you guys probably well know. Uh, seeing a, a gun in all black with you know certain features, it, it makes it look scary, and they can paint it that way. And unfortunately, they can't tell the difference between a hunting rifle with you know a wooden stock and you know a black quote unquote assault rifle. So. Ultimately, in my opinion, uh, there's no place for that. And I'm, I'm a firm, no-budge sort of guy when it comes to the Second Amendment. It's, it's an infringement of rights. You know, the willingness of the American people to fight that, that's a different story. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of that nowadays.
3: Now, you're somebody who's, you're running for office, you'll, this will be the first time you'll you'll hold public office, you're stepping up and saying, hey, this is important to me, I'm right here in my community, you're in a city of, uh, what, 24,000, something like that, very important issues being uh, being settled, some international issues, you're clearly a supporter of the Second Amendment, there are a lot of people out there that are kind of throwing their hands up in the air and going, "Geez, what do we do, we live in California and Oh my gosh! I can't find anybody that that uh, that I agree with. Here's a guy who could use your help. And it doesn't matter. You know, even if you don't live in Imperial Beach, um, you're going to need help walking uh, neighborhoods and getting the word out. You're going to need a couple of bucks to be able to, uh, you know, have a successful campaign. What, what do you think the most important thing people can do who care about the Second Amendment? They live in San Diego County somewhere. Um, you got a candidate like you that needs help. What's the most important thing that
4: people can do to help you? Well, the first important, foremost, most important thing, in my opinion, is not the politician. It's, it's the citizenry. It's organizations like San Diego County Gun Owners. You need to support those people who are out there fighting for those changes, who are out there with a proven track record. To, to most people, I'm a longtime resident of Imperial Beach that goes to all the city hall meetings and clearly has more opinions than he knows what to do with, and that's about it. But you guys have done something. That's what I would encourage them to do, donate to you. Donate to your organization because you guys are making some headway. Secondly, I have a Facebook page. If they'd like to uh, support me as a candidate for Imperial Beach City Council, it's Will Nemo for IB. Uh, I currently don't have a website being set up. I've put most campaigning on hold with the exception of this phone call uh, because of the coronavirus and everything around that. um, Paying deference to what we have going on in the world. Uh, But we will be starting to ramp up. Uh, in June and July, and I would very firmly and very foremostly appreciate anybody's support, whether they want to walk the streets with me or get a coffee with me and talk about it. I'm very open to that, and I've done it before. Uh, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, and I'm glad if you're on the other side of the aisle that you're listening to this talk show because it shows that you're open-minded. And those are the kind of people that I'd love to have on my side.
3: Okay, so go to Facebook. uh, First name Will, W-I-L-L, and then your last name is spelled N-I-M-M-O, So just do a search uh, and uh, down in Imperial Beach, follow him on Facebook um, and look for these announcements he's going to have that uh, you're going to have various activities. You're going to launch a website. You're soon to be uh, you're going to start taking donations. These are all the things we need to do to win. And man, Will is the perfect, um, uh, perfect candidate to, to get behind the rest of your city council. You know, we have this ratings page on our on our website and the rest of your city council. None of them are pro Second Amendment not one of them so let's let's uh let's get you in let's uh you know this is a would be a fantastic victory and with a city of twenty four thousand, um you know it 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 just takes a little bit of work it just takes a little bit of elbow grease so everybody listening uh write his name down n-i-m-m-o will nimmo and uh down in imperial beach and let's get him elected
1: yeah and don't anybody go to ib it's, it's closed <laughs> to visit
3: not to live yeah yeah you can
1: visit send your money down there but don't even think about living there no, yeah,
3: they have that, I think you guys have the distinction before we go correct me if I'm wrong I think you guys have the a bar down there that is the furthest south southwest of the United States
4: yeah, yeah. But the guy before him yeah
3: there you go so go visit the bar check out the beach spend a lot of money and then go back home
4: you know, I actually <laughs> considered opening a bar just catty corner to them, and I would take the take the title away from them. But I don't think I'm gonna do it.
3: All right, buddy. Hey,
1: good luck, and I'm sure we'll be hearing you down the road. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right, folks, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, a whole lot more right here on Gun Sports Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM ninety six AM eleven seventy. The answer, AO Sword Firearms. Boy, I tell you, thousands of pandemic panic buyers just found out what San Diego shooters already knew. New or used, AO Sword Firearms in El has the widest selection of guns in the county. Need a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop? That's AO Sword. Need To clean, repair, upgrade, customize, or sericote your gun? Again, AO Sword. Check out AO Sword Firearms Friendly Informed Staff at 929 East Main Street, just off Mollison and El Cajon. Follow them on Facebook for legal and technical updates. Check out AO Sword.com or call them 619 749 4867. And our special guest today is.
3: David Chong.
5: Hey, that's my name. Hey,
1: what are you doing here, Hollywood?
3: <laughs> With a rebel yell. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Yes,
1: indeedy.
5: Uh, last week I called you from Sedona, Arizona. Uh, this week I'm calling you. I apologize for the road noise. We just left uh, uh indoor shooting range over at uh, um, in uh, El Cajon and uh, I cut it close, but. Uh, here I am. You're doing oh, just fine.
3: How was Sedona, real quick?
5: It was just amazing. We talked about it last week. The, the smell of freedom in the air is wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice to see businesses up and running, and uh, uh, very few uh, shuttered storefronts, which is you know really sad to see. Some people are not coming back from being uh, arbitrarily closed mm-hmm. for. A, Couple months, but uh, most of the businesses are springing back, and uh, they, of course, they're eager to get back to work. Um, but I didn't shop for discounts, but there were lots of discounts to be had. People need to move old inventory and bring in new, and uh, hungry for tourists, and glad that we were there. We were glad we were there.
1: Yeah, it's it, Sedona is just such a beautiful little place. I mean, it's it's very spiritual. Um. Yeah, except for that red clay, man. That red clay stuff is nasty.
5: It gets everywhere. It will it, never come out.
1: It won't. I know. I took a I took a rental car over there and went off road with it, and <laughs> never heard the end of it. Oops! <laughs> and it was a Lexus. So,
5: oh my goodness. So, so today, while we were over there, I was talking to you a little bit about LVP. Uh, excuse me, LPVOs, low yep. power variable optics.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um. These are optics that, uh, you know, traditionally when you talk about scopes, you're saying, okay, well, it, that thing zooms from, let's say, 3 to 12 or from 4 to 16 or something like that. These are optics that start at one. One power, zero magnification. Uh, and the best of them uh, now, they really are a true one-to-one. It is not until about five years ago that the, the, you could get for less than $500 a low-power variable optic that actually looked like the real world when it was zoomed all the way out at one-to-one. It kind of looked like a fishbowl or a uh, 1.5-to-one. And, and so that it defeated the purpose of having a all-in-one optic because you couldn't really shoot with both eyes open and not be distracted or get seasick. Now these optics were giving you, at that one-to-one, the ability to shoot with both eyes open at a close range target, I'm talking same room or same house, uh, uh, with speed of acquisition and uh, really maintaining your situational awareness for what's around you besides what's down the scope, uh, and then also giving you the ability to zoom in and uh, make a precision shot at near or far range, uh, uh, they're, they're really taking off and we really believe in them. What this replaces is uh, kind of older school, uh, this is this is not a new necessity. We, people have always wanted to get, okay, well, I've got a, a rifle that I've used to clear rooms, but I also need to sometimes take a shot across the valley. How can I get a sight sighting system that'll do that for me? Well, iron sights are wonderful things because you can use them to sight accurately as far as you can focus. but. The the eye does give out, and we can't see uh, in as much detail and clarity at, at 500 yards as we can at uh, 500 inches. So uh, the uh, LPVO lets one rifle platform do do all of that uh, with one optic. So what are we what are we talking
3: about? What's an example of a uh, LPVO?
5: Uh, at our baseline, uh, we we don't carry the, the really inexpensive stuff that that doesn't work that well or doesn't hold up. Uh, stuff that we don't mind putting on a 308 or a, a 556, or even a uh, even heavier recoiling gun. That's going to start at the sight mark line, and you're looking at anywhere from mid 200s to mid 400s for a one to four, one to six, or even one to ten scope. And uh, great. Great little optic, good clarity. You you wouldn't you wouldn't look through it and think that you're missing anything. Uh, It does everything it needs to do. Uh, Beyond that, then you're going to go into uh, Sig's whiskey line, which gets a little more expensive, a little bit more robust build quality. Um, They do get uh, slightly heavier, uh, and that's that's due to things being made out of metal instead, more things being made out of metal instead of uh, some some plastic, and uh, uh, also, again, just that that more robust build. Then lastly, uh, we carry the Ride-On line, which is uh, American-made. Excuse me. It's American-run veteran company, but uh, they're made either in China or in Japan, and those scopes get up into even beyond $1,000. However, um, you're getting a scope that, is coming from the um the same factory literally the same japanese factory that uh, builds and assembles uh night force no. so uh you're getting a essentially i mean you know i don't want to say identical but you're getting the same quality from the same factory at a 1200 hundred dollar price point that you get from another brand at about four thousand dollars and uh, that's, that's just the nature of what things are when you're when you're not making your own scopes. Um, that that technology and and of course that that vendor uh, building branded items for you is available to anybody who wants to buy from them.
3: Wow! And what are the are these red dots or what are the reticles like uh, typically on these? Or or is it uh, is it a range? Uh,
5: there is a range. You can get anything from a. A very simple circle dot uh, that comes in the, the – let me think. We, we carry a couple of other lines to fill specific niches. Um, I, I can't remember. I think it's a – it's not a Barska. Oh, okay, about a $300 scope. we just give you a, a, a donut uh, and a, a dot in the middle. Uh, and that's really good for fast acquisition and uh, quick engagements it doesn't have a lot of stadia lines ranging lines for you to use in precision shots. Um, and that's where we lean over more towards the uh, right on line, which has precision reticles in the first focal plane. And so when you zoom all the way in, it's pretty neat. you're you're looking at what what seems like a regular ten times zoom scope, and uh, with with all of your either MOA or uh, dot, uh, hashtags, depending on which reticle you choose. And uh, I said hashtags, I meant hash marks, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, but Here. what's neat is, being, it, being that it's first focal plane, uh, zoomed all the way in, it looks like a regular reticle. Zooming out, the entire sight picture, the, the, the reticle shrinks in direct proportion to your, uh, your zoom, so zoomed all the way out, it just looks like a red dot cross, and you can't see all of the individual lines, which is great. They're not distracting. You can see a couple of large uh, uh, elevation-ranging uh, uh, lines for, I think, 200 and 400 yards, uh, but mostly it's just a, a, a zoomed-out uh, kind of a cross uh, reticle. That's interesting. So you Yeah. So you get the really, you can, you get to choose your poison. If you want the the same size reticle at all zoom levels, uh, we have, uh, mid range scopes for that. And even some higher end ones. And then when you get into the really fancy stuff, you're going first focal plane. And, uh, uh, for some, for some people they love it for other people, they, they don't want their reticle size to change. And there's what, what's beautiful is there's so many options now, something that was really in the, you, you could not touch this in any usable form for under 1500 bucks just just uh little, maybe 6 years ago. Yeah. Now incredible options. So um, you're you know, uh, was,
3: and you have examples of all these at the shop.
5: We do. We do. We have uh, we have them for you to look through. Um we have five or six mounted on guns and for the uh um uh, for the ones that aren't mounted, we actually have uh, little clips on empty stocks that don't have guns in them. They're just stocks, and we clip the optic in so you can treat it like a rifle and look through it.
3: So step one, go down to AO Sword, and then step two is say, "Hey, I, I have this is what I have, and this is this is what I'm I'm trying to accomplish." And and you guys will uh,
5: uh, work with them and and point them in the right direction. Exactly right. Whether you've got a performance point, you know. Uh, uh, you want a specific mission role to fulfill, and you want a specific level of performance, or you want a specific budget. We'll show you all your options.
3: That's awesome. Well, I, I, I think. Do you, real quick, we have like a minute here. What do you have a favorite reticle, or, or you know, um, or is it just too mission-specific that uh, you can't really say, "Well, I have a favorite," uh, you know, because it depends on what I'm doing? Or, or what are your thoughts on that?
5: the the only for me personally i I really do like uh the single sized reticle um, uh, i I prefer second focal plane on this type of optic a uh, low po- low power optic um, I don't want to be distracted by uh, the uh, changing reticle size I want to know exactly what I'm going to see when I get in there Yeah. That uh, makes sense. And I also don't want too much of it to be illuminated. I only want the center to be illuminated. And you'll find that on our True Glow Omnia line as well as the Right On line. Um, if I'm taking a, uh, a deliberate uh, aimed, a precision aimed shot, then um, I'm probably not going to need that illumination. Uh, if I'm taking a quick shot where I need illumination, then I don't want a whole reticle full of red glowing in my eye to engage a, a nearby uh, high-threat target.
3: Awesome. All right, so uh, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, go on down to AO Sword. You're at 929 East Main Street. You guys are open uh, six days a week, right? Yeah. Yes,
5: yeah. 10, to, 10 to 6 on the weekdays, 10 to 5 on Saturday.
3: Yep, check out the web- website and go down and uh, say hello to David and his staff. All right, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks
1: a million. Enjoy your day off tomorrow. Uh, you too. Take care. All right. FM ninety six one. AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back. You're listening to Guns Sports Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the solution for California assault weapon laws? The Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mill spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. Drop in, no milling, no aesthetic modification, and no turning off your gas system. Check out CalIKEY at CalIKEY.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, home mortgage rates have dropped to a historic low. If you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call a local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, PRMI has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Just give Chris a call. 619-722-1303. Or just go to PrimeRes.com backslash Alpine. Your neck of the woods. Yes,
3: indeed. He's right there in my neck of the woods. How beautiful Alpine. Yes. All right. So, time for that very popular segment, Stump My Nephew. Um, every week, we have someone write in, email us, or send a message on Facebook, and they send us a trivia question that has to do with guns. And uh, we ask my nephew, Sam the Gunman... And if he knows, um, uh, or if I'm sorry, if you stump him, if he doesn't know the answer to the question, uh, then you get a t-shirt for for us using your question. If you stump my nephew, you get the t-shirt and a hat.
5: I did not realize that. Russell, did you realize that? No, I did not realize that.
3: Russell did not realize that so um very popular segment we have another question here this week my uh 20 year old nephew sam out in uh, the beautiful state of uh, virginia is uh uh quite knowledgeable on on gun facts so we're gonna see if we can stump him here today sam you there yeah how are you good man how are you doing uh i'm doing okay so this is uh you're doing all right good this is an it, this is kind of an interesting uh question um this comes from uh uh, this comes who's this come from frank in oceanside frank in oceanside he writes and says a little we got to kind of connect the dots here but it's it, it's totally doable um what gun does the movie heat have in common with the belgian and
6: mongolian military now disclaimer i haven't seen heat yet it is on my list i, don't even, I know it's one of those big gun guy movies that it's like essential viewing yeah. um but i happen to know um, a, a couple of the firearms they used in the movie um the uh the the bank robbers used um a r fifteen carbines basically Colt commandos and um I, I don't remember which actor it was but the uh the law enforcement responders used the f n f n c
3: that's exactly right the f n f n c Is also one of the standard issue weapons for the Belgian and Mongolian military. Did you know that part?
6: Yes. uh, It never really.
3: Of course you did. Of course you knew that.
6: (laughs) Who wouldn't know about the Mongolian uh, military and what they use? Oh, I know everything about them. It it never really gained the the widespread adoption and use of um, its predecessor, the FAL. um, But it is a a pretty good rifle in its own right, um, and they're still going strong.
3: What about? Do you know what? Okay, so FN is the manufacturer um fnc do you know what that stands for
6: uh i can't remember i'm
3: sorry it basically uh it's uh, it's in some uh uh some foreign language but it uh, the c is carbine and n is national i forget what f is maybe it's french or something like that well i could have stopped you i could have gotten a free hat if i'd asked that question <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's awesome
6: know, wishes were horses
3: exactly so what else do you know about the fnfnc why what uh, why do you suppose the uh Mongolian and Belgian military use the FNFNC?
6: Well, I don't know about Mongolia, but um, I would strongly suspect the Belgian military uses it because it had kind of the home team advantage of having been developed and manufactured in Belgium. And um, most militaries of countries that have robust uh, arms manufacturing industries tend to lean toward adopting their own country's uh, military equipment just as a matter of national pride.
3: I think you're right. I think also uh, Belgium realized that uh, they better step up their game because they certainly can't rely on... France for any kind of defense, so they better get a good rifle. But what makes a FNFNC FNC um, a, a good a good rifle? What sets anything in particular that sets it apart, or anything uh, unique about it, or something uh, that that makes it uh, a particularly good firearm?
6: Well, it's it's a pretty conventional design. It doesn't really do anything special, but um, it what it does, it does well. It's uh, it, it's got a stamped steel receiver, so it's a little bit heavier than an M16. Um, but
3: What does uh, that mean? It has a stamped receiver.
6: Um, it, the receiver is made out of flat pieces of sheet steel that are stamped out and then folded into shape. Exactly
3: right. So keep uh, going. I'm sorry. I just wanted it for the audience. Go ahead. Keep going.
6: Um, it, it uses a long stroke gas piston operating mechanism, so pretty reliable. Um, uh, I don't remember if it has <laughs> adjustable gas, but... Um, it's uh i mean that that's a the same gas system as the ak so it's it's known for being conducive to good reliability in adverse conditions
3: yeah and, and the fn fal it was an extremely popular firearm still is an extremely popular firearm and the fn fnc is generally considered to be an an upgrade from that it's too bad and by the way the actor that used it joe who who's the um
2: it but was it, Al Pacino
3: was the Al Pacino. law enforcement side, and then De Niro was the bank robber. Side, yeah, it was know. Al Pacino was using the FN, FNC, and he made that shot. Remember when the uh, bad guy grabbed the little kid, and uh, he uh, he was holding the little kid hostage, and Al Pacino uh, squared up and. Yeah, Sam, you're going to have to watch this. Yeah, it really is. You know they use that that escape scene in uh, military training, from what I understand? I've heard a number of experts say that the way that they retreat and mm. reload and cover people in heat... Has actually been used in uh, certain uh, military training. Yeah, it's really well choreographed. So I mean, it, it it looks reasonable when you watch it. Yeah, it looks. I've never been in combat. I hope I never do. I've never robbed a bank. I hope I uh, never never do. Um, but uh, it was really really amazing.
2: Yeah, it looks the way you'd imagine it to be. Yeah, here's how actually here's how
3: amazing Heat is. When I first saw Heat, I didn't see it in the theater. Uh, one of my roommates back in college had a, uh, he had somehow he got it. I don't know why, but he had it on, on VHS, you know, for our VCR and it was two videos for whatever reason. I I still, I don't know why, but he had two videos. I put in the second half first on accident and it basically kicked off, you know, the, the shootout scene was the, was the first, was the first. Uh, part of the movie i didn't realize i th- I, th- I didn't realize i just watched the you second thought half that's the, the way it's starting. i thought that was the movie and i was like oh my god that was a great movie <laughs> so then i watched the first half and you now that's where the story actually yeah, is right. I thought, well, that's even better you don't need no story <laughs> well sam that's awesome man yeah. great job you saved me another hat frank and oceanside you're gonna have to do better than that man yeah. but i will send you a t-shirt uh, anybody else out there who has a great question? Please send it in. Sam, great job! Thanks, man. You're the man,
4: kid.
6: Well, thanks very much for having me on. And um, just remember, if if you're ever in that kind of situation, that um, all the me- all the money is insured by the federal government, and you're not going to lose a the dime.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, buddy. You take care. Good night. All right, that's right. It is nighttime back there. All right. Hey, we want to. If if you want to check out any of these shows. shows. Uh, you can go to any of your podcast servers and, and just click in Gun Sports Radio and you'll be hooked up. And we really, really want to thank our sponsors, Firearms Legal Protection. Go to firearmslegal.com, US Law Shield at USLawShield.com, Cali Key at CaliKey.com, PRMI Mortgage at PrimeRez.com, backslash alpine.com. Uh, The Dylan Law Group at AO Sword Firearm Store at aosward.com, and I can't thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas. And a big congratulations to Brendan. Yeah, congratulations. He's getting ready to put the big ring on his finger, or is that in your nose? We're not 100% sure, but it looks to me like she's a sweetheart, so that'll be a- Lucky lady and a lucky guy. Congratulations, yep. Brennan. Good Match luck to you guys. made in heaven. Thank you, guys. So go to GunSportsRadio.com for all our podcasts and up-to-date information. Don't forget to check out San Diego County Gun Owners. Uh, org to check out Joe Jamisi's uh, covert blogs. You have to wear, read them in the dark. And then, of course, join San Diego County Gun Owners. The more you join, the more your second rights will be. Protected. We do uh, voter guides and a whole lot more.
3: So hook up. That's right. You can even be a 10 ring member. That's right. It's the Second Amendment. It's not second class. So help us fight to make sure it's a first class right. Thank goodness. All right, folks. <laughs> and
1: don't go anywhere. Bob Siegel, he's got his mask on and he's ready. And what his topic is, only he knows. Stick around. FM 96 1, AM 1170. The answer
0: preserving America as a shining light on a hill through the expansion and preservation of your Second Amendment rights. Learn more about Gun Sports Radio, how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunsportsradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Dermisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they enlighten you by sharing their unique and diverse knowledge of shooting and the outdoors. This has been Gun Sports Radio on The Answer San Diego.